0: you're listening to theology for the rest of us you've got tough questions we'll try to give you easy answers now here's your host Kenny Ortiz hello 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 welcome back I'm Kenny Ortiz this is theology for the rest of us coming at you from the snowy metropolis of minneapolis minnesota that's right no longer coming at you from the beautiful metropolis of orlando florida now coming at you from the frozen tundra known as the Twin Cities. So glad to have you here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Uh, thanks for subscribing. Thanks for allowing me to have a voice in your life. So glad to have you. This is episode 245, the first episode of 2018. Can't believe it's already 2018. Uh, man, it has been more than two years now since I launched this podcast. Man, it feels like it was uh, just yesterday that I was in. Uh, in my house in Orlando, in late December 2015 and early January 2016, recording those first few episodes uh, with some with a terrible microphone and and some bad audio quality. Uh, we've come a long way on the podcast since that time, but it uh, just feels like yesterday that that was the case. But uh, here I am, January 2018, episode 245, can't believe it. Uh, it's been a few months since I posted an episode of the podcast. Um, for those of you who are regular listeners and subscribers, you uh, you would have seen or heard that I posted an update episode a few months ago, just kind of talking about my recent transition. Uh, obviously, those of you who know me personally or follow me on social media, you also know that uh, I moved from Orlando to Minneapolis a few months ago and so the podcast has been on a hiatus but uh, but we are back here in January 20 2018 and uh, and I want to tackle a topic that I've tackled somewhat before on the podcast I think I've different episodes I've covered topics very close to this um, very similar to this but I had two conversations over the last 45 days or so. Um, that sort of reminded me and I thought it would be valuable to to kind of hit it again, but maybe from a slightly different, different angle. You know, if you have people on a regular basis say things like, um, you know, does theology really matter? Or you you hear people say, well, I don't really care about theology. I just, I just focus on ministry. And I, I sometimes want to just roll my eyes, quite frankly, when I hear those comments, because I, I think not always, but in a lot of cases, it just shows that maybe someone doesn't understand what is theology or Or maybe the person saying that isn't necessarily trying to be bad or combative. They've just seen people who study theology a lot who were kind of just been jerks. And so it causes them to not want to study theology, which that actually makes total sense. I don't roll my eyes at the person in that case. I roll my eyes at maybe the people that they know that have caused them to say something like that, right? So, you know, so I've heard people say that. You know, I don't, you know, people who study doctrine and theology, they're jerks, and so I don't want to study theology. Um, so I, I understand some of the sentiments that kind of govern that. Um, I had two conversations recently that kind of sparked this or kind of spurred this thought process in me. Um, the first conversation was with a pastor at a local church who said, you know, well, I just don't let my theology get in the way of ministry. And I'm just like, uh, like your theology should govern your ministry. Like what you believe about God, that's what theology is. Theology is studying God. Like, so what you believe about God is going to impact how you minister, right? Like, It it should. If your theology is that, um, is that dogs can be saved, well, then you're going to, you're going to preach the gospel to dogs. Okay. If your doctrine is, and I know that, Okay, I know that's a stupid example. I'm just just, I'm just trying to make the point, right? If your doctrine is that all people are created equal, and you're then you're going to love all people, right? If, if your theology is that all people are made in the image of God, no matter what their skin color, and some people would say, well, that's not theology. Well, of course it is. It's what you believe about how God created humanity um, and how God interacts with humans. Like, if you believe that all humans are created equal in the image of God, regardless of their skin color then you're going to treat all people equal, regardless of their skin color. And if you see someone being a racist, you're going to speak out against it, okay? Like, your theology impacts how you live your life. It it governs and informs your ministry, your ideology, your philosophies, your convictions, your daily choices. Like, all of that is wrapped up in what you believe about God and the Bible. So you can't separate that. Um. The, the other conversation I had recently, and I, um, I want to be cautious that I don't speak ill of this person because I don't mean to. Um, I had a conversation with someone who I, I would say is a friend of mine um, who is a, a, a mature Christian. This person is a leader uh, at a, a Christian nonprofit, uh, just you know, really a nice guy in a lot of ways, someone I respect. And again, I, I would call him a, a mature Christian leader in a lot of ways. He's a, a staff member at a Christian nonprofit ministry um, and very good at his job. Um, we had a conversation recently. Uh, it, was a, it, was kinda, it was actually kind sort of a small group setting where some people were talking about, they were talking about a particular famous preacher that had said some things that made some people nervous. And they're like, yeah, hey, we don't know about the things. Those things kind of sound a little wacky. They, they sound a little bit like not really in line with the Bible. And this 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 particular guy, my, this friend of mine, says, "Well, you can't judge preachers just on their theology. You you, you can't just judge them on what on his theology says. You gotta judge him on his heart. Like I don't know that preacher. I've never spent any time with him, so I'm not gonna judge him." And I think I understand the sentiment my friend is doing here. I I do think there are some Christians that maybe jump to to judgments too fast or they jump to conclusions or they hear a rumor about a preacher. They've never actually done their own homework. They don't actually know what that preacher is about or what that preacher believes and they just kind of make a random judgment right, based on rumors or out-of-context statements. And so I think in that regard, my friend is right in a lot of ways. We want to be very cautious that we don't jump to conclusions or do we don't judge inappropriately? But there is absolutely an appropriate way to judge. And if there is a famous preacher or pastor saying something that is erroneous or heretical or blasphemous, anything that I think is harmful to people I care about, or if that person is saying something that I think could lead someone astray or, that, or could m- misrepresent the gospel or the character or nature of God. It is absolutely appropriate for us to pass a judgment on the statement. Now, we should should reserve judgment on the person's character and integrity if we don't know them or if we don't have any hard evidence. But we absolutely can and should refute bad doctrine. And we absolutely are obligated to pass judgment and assessment. On statements made if those statements are heretical or blasphemous or they are so erroneous that they will cause damage to people if people were to actually listen to those teachings and thought processes. If a preacher or pastor or author or theologian or podcaster or whomever is misrepresenting the character and nature of God, we better say something. We absolutely should call it out and protect people that may not know better. And so when my friend says, well, we can't judge what they say just in their doctrine. Well, yeah, I can't judge all of his character, but I can judge the statement. And his statements may actually give me some insight into his character and nature. He may give me some some insight into what is going on in his heart and his mind, if he says something that is crazy. The example I, I used in the conversation, I said, what about a Mormon? If a Mormon said something, would you say, well, you can't judge the Mormon based on that? And my friend says, well, that's totally different. It's a Mormon, of course. He's outside of the faith. And I went, well, how do you know that person's outside of the faith unless you're passing a judgment on his or her theology, right? Like, You can't tell me in one breath, well, I can't judge the doctrines or the theology. I can't make a determination about someone if they based solely on their theology, and then in the next breath tell me, well, they're in the faith. That's why I can't judge them. Like, You have to make a judgment to determine if they're in the faith in the first place. Like, How do I know that person's a Christian? By listening to what they believe and judging it, right? Like, How do I make a determination as to whether or not someone believes what I believe and, that, and that, whether or not they're professing to follow Orthodox Christianity? If a famous preacher says, I believe in Jesus, that he is God, and that only through faith in Christ can you be saved, that, that the word of God is the inerrant word of God and is it is the perfect revelation that gives us perfect insight into the character and nature of God and how humans are to relate to God and how we can be saved through faith in Christ. If a preacher says that, that's his doctrine, that's his theology. I now must listen to what he has said and I must make a judgment. I must make an assessment. I must listen to what he says process his doctrine and his theology. That's his theology. That's what he believes to be true. That's what he believes about God. And I must now make a a determination. Is that accurate? Is that orthodox? Is that something I agree with? Has this preacher embraced the same tenets and faith that I have embraced? I have to make an assessment. I have to make a determination. And the answer in that case, I would say, yeah, it, it sounds like that guy's in the faith, right? And then I would treat the person in the faith different than someone outside of the faith. But before I can make a determination as to whether or not they're in the faith, I have to judge I have to judge their doctrine and their theology. So, it is interesting to me that my friend was telling me that you can't judge doctrine or theology based on statements. And then in the very next breath was making an implication that would would that would require me to judge someone's doctrine or theology after he just told me not to do that. It's terribly inconsistent. So the question, can we judge people based on their doctrine and theology? The the answer is absolutely yes. And not only can we, we should. We are obligated to do this. The Bible dozens of times tells us to refute bad doctrine and to defend the faith we are called to defend sound doctrine multiple times in scripture we are told to give a defense to come to bat so to speak to to be willing to stand up for what we know to be true The Apostle Paul does this multiple times with his protégés, Timothy and Titus. Just go read those three letters. 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, and Titus. Go read those three letters. Those are the three letters that the Apostle Paul wrote to two of the men that he mentored in the faith. Those were two men that were great Christian leaders that the Apostle Paul was encouraging and challenging through his letters. Go read those letters. Multiple times he tells them, Timothy, Titus, gentlemen, when you see someone saying something heretical or blasphemous, when they are preaching a false gospel, when they are not doing what they ought to do and not saying what they ought to say, make a determination of what they've said and call it out. When you hear of false preaching, call it out and protect the flock, protect the younger believers, protect the people of God from false preachers, from bad doctrine, from erroneous teachings, that would harm the people of God. Because you love those people. Protect them from bad teaching. That's what the early church did in the first century. That's what the apostolic fathers and the, the, the church leaders uh, uh, of the second and third centuries did. That's what, that's what they all did throughout the church councils in the first few centuries of the early church. That's what most of the prominent theologians uh, and, and and writers and authors did throughout the Middle Ages and the Dark Ages. That's, what, that's certainly what all the Reformers did during the Reformation. And that is what many, many, many church leaders, pastors, and theologians have done throughout the centuries. When you hear bad teaching, you listen to it. You make a determination as to whether it's right or wrong. If it's good, you praise it. If it's bad, you call it out. You rebuke it. And you protect the people you care about from those bad doctrines and teachings. Now, if a preacher preaches something bad or erroneous, does that mean everything he preaches is bad? Of course not. If a preacher preaches something that is bad, does that mean he's automatically not really saved and not a real Christian? Of course not. But all of us, and particularly those of us who are leaders, must be very vigilant. We must be diligent, focused in listening, processing. Don't make a judgment you know, unfairly or irrationally, based on rumors or out-of-context statements. Do your homework. Listen to the statements. Study. Figure out what is this person saying. Make a judgment. Make a determination. Is this person preaching something accurate that accurately represents the character and nature of God that would push people to proper ministry and proper worship? Or Does this misrepresent the character or nature of God in such a way that people would misunderstand God or would cause some harm in their life? Make a determination, make a judgment and then act accordingly. Call the person out or protect the flock or both. So when I hear a preacher say something that I think is wacky, I listen, I make a determination and then I tell people I care about, hey, listen, don't listen to that preacher because he says this thing that's wacky or I'll say this. Hey, that preacher, he's really good in this area, but he's kind of wonky in this area, be very cautious. And there's lots of pastors like that. I can give you lots of names of preachers and authors that I think are awesome in some regards, but really wonky and wacky in other regards. And I typically will say that, listen. In this area, he's awesome. In this area, in this area, uh not so much. Sometimes I'll say, listen, They may be good in this area and bad in this area, but they're so bad in this area, it is so egregious and so over the top that it undermines everything, therefore I recommend you listen to nothing from that preacher. There's not many preachers in that camp, but there are are some preachers that I would say don't listen to anything they say because what they say in some areas is so bad that it undermines everything they say. Now again, that list is pretty short for me. There's lots of preachers that I would say I disagree with in some areas, but I agree in some areas, and I would encourage you to check out some of their things and maybe not so much in other areas. And I encourage everyone to to thoroughly listen, pass judgments. Don't pass judgment on the person's character, but certainly pass judgment on what they are saying based on what they've said and how you have assessed it in light of Scripture and what you believe to be true. Can we judge someone's doctrine? Can we judge a preacher's doctrine and theology based on what they said? The answer is absolutely yes. Go be diligent. Do not judge inappropriately, but judge appropriately, fairly, rationally. Protect people from bad teaching and defend the faith. Proclaim the true gospel and defend the truth of Jesus Christ. That, my friends, that is a worthwhile cause. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. Hope it was helpful and insightful. Thank you to all of you who have stuck with me and have been loyal to me and been a loyal subscriber over the last two years of this podcast. I am so thankful for so many of you who have encouraged me and inspired me along the way. I I do not think I would have made it to episode 245 if not for... Uh, So many loyal, encouraging fans and listeners that I have. Uh, So thank you so, so much. Again, just love you guys a lot and hope that this episode and all the episodes to come will be an incredible resource and blessing to all of you. If you're listening to this and you need some clarity to anything I've said in this episode or any previous episode, or if you happen to have a topic or a question you want me to address in a future episode of the podcast, even if it's it's completely unrelated to anything I've said here in this episode, feel free to shoot me an email. I would love to hear from you. The email address is hey ortiz at TheologyForTheRestOfUs.com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at TheologyForTheRestOfUs.com. Also, if you know someone that you think would make a great interview guest, I'd love to hear from you. You can email me there at the same email address. Or you can catch me on Twitter. I love the tweet. I'm sort of a tweetaholic. You can find me there. My Twitter handle is at Kenneth Ortiz. That's K-E-N-N-E-T-H-O-R-T-I-Z. Hey, if you love the podcast or it's been a blessing or resource to you in any way whatsoever, can you do me a huge favor? Head on over to iTunes or the Apple Podcast Directory or whatever directory that you are using and leave us a great review or a great rating. That's a big, big help. Those reviews are a big help to the show because they help us reach more people. Thanks again for listening. I look forward to producing many more episodes here in 2018. Again, I'm your host, Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us.